we are doing a series called Fucker Papa. And we started this series a couple of weeks ago. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to look at just a bit of a glimpse. It's, man, it's too much to look at in one go, that's for sure. But we're trying to look at a couple of key things that are part of our story as the church. By that I mean the capital C church, the global historical church. And especially what we're trying to do is we're trying to take this idea of whakapapa seriously. Now to, to think about world, the world in a whakapapa way is to think about all of the people and the places behind us as a matrix. A matrix that helps to form our identity now it gives us roles and responsibilities now. It actually informs the way we live as a result of what has gone before us. And so what we're trying to do with this series is we're trying to look at what is the papa of this church? And so we've done a couple of things. We've looked at Peter's confession and we've talked about how that is at the core of our papa. That is that, that's where it all started was what Peter said, you are the Christ. Well, here at Central Vineyard, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to say, he's the Christ. He's what it's all about. He's the center of all things, just like Peter did. Uh, last week, we talked about the fact that we are a, a creedal community, that actually there's a confessionary that sits in the midst of, of the church where it has said and affirmed who God is. So we talked about that last week. We talked about the Apostles' Creed last week. Today, today I have the great pleasure of bringing us forward a heap of years. So we're going from the Apostles' Creed to like just only like three or four decades ago. But I want to invite a special guest today to join me and we're going to have a chat. We're going to sit on the stools and we're going to have a bit of an interview this morning. Uh, the special guest is the founder of the Vineyard Movement here in Aotearoa. Uh, his name is Lloyd Rankin. Would you welcome with me Mr. Lloyd Rankin. Come on up, sir. Grab this one. Um, a, a little bit of a story as I invite Lloyd. Um, when I was 14, uh, my family started to plant a vineyard church. We became vineyard church planting people. And Lloyd arrived and I met him for the first time as a little 14 year old kid. So I don't know if there's any 14 year olds in here at the moment, but um, if you're 14, I was in your world once. And this guy arrived and a few other people and they commissioned my parents into being a vineyard church. And I remember walking out of the church into this little hall and I said to Lloyd as we we're walking along this little lane, I said, I wanna do what you do one day. And so here we are, sitting here all these years later, still doing this. I love it's it. a great pleasure to have you here today, Lloyd. Welcome, welcome to our, our, um, our church. Um, you were part of uh, commissioning this church in uh, 2008. 18, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, way, way back. Which was at a different venue, though, eh? Yes. Auckland Normal. Normal. So this is your first time here? It is. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. I might say like who's here, but right. <laughs> the, the building's good. It's okay. What do you think of the, uh, the, the sweet gold blue? I was uh, mesmerized by them. Yeah. I, I was trying to worship, but I was mesmerized yeah, by it's them. It's distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It does that. <laughs> I'm uh, looking for where's all the where's all the kind of the, the girls' names and stuff that um, out this, the, in the foyer. Uh, oh, it's yeah, in the, yeah, okay, in the foyer. okay. As long yeah. as long as they're here, because it's not a school hall with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got one of names. I'll take you. You can awards. go have a look at it. Okay, later. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we always have this little moment <clears> when we do interviews, which is a bit of a tradition here. So I'm going to do the same tradition with you, which is we we play a quick game of Would You Rather. Because it's a real good way, <laughs> it's a real good way for us just to get to know you a little bit. All right. Okay. I'm nervous already. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, you know, the first one is, would you rather surf on the West Coast or the East Coast? 
Um, the west coast. Whereabouts? Well, we live, um, we live on the road to Tehinga, so I think O'Neill's Bay is probably its, it's home break. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it's good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you got a well, it's, it's never good, but it's oh. so, so, but it's always happening. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you got a little webcam set up of your own or anything like that, no, or no? No, a, no, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? There's one at Muriwai, but yeah, awesome. yeah. should so, should have one. So West Coast. Yeah. Surfers, would it be? Is there like a yes or a no to that? Would it be West Coast or? Oh, Josh is nodding at me. Yeah. There'll be Raglan for you though, would it, Josh? Or yeah. Yeah. PR. It's yeah. all right. Too many people. Yeah, and yeah. you can end yeah, up yeah. on TV at Piha. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, things can go Always wrong. Always getting rescued, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, second, would you rather? Okay, second, would you rather? Would you rather be an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar? Um, I'd much rather be an electric guitar. Nice. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, could, just the amount of effects that you can, and the toys that you can attach to that thing. So that's not the guitar, that's the thing after the guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Okay, acoustic then. Oh, <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to sway you. If, if, we're not, if we're not allowed any after effects, then it's no, definitely no, no, you, acoustic. I mean, you can put effects on an acoustic as well. Yeah. That's true. But, but yeah. Okay, uh, so folk or electric then, like what, what would be more, most your vibe? If it was a road trip today and you're gonna put on a playlist, are we going acoustic, folky, or are we going like guitar rock? Uh, guitar rock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, go back. Oh, good. Good. Okay, last one. Last quick one. Um, would you rather wear what you're wearing today for the rest of your life? You can't change clothes. Or would you rather wear this suit one more time? <laughs> <laughs> that is a beautiful wool suit. I, I think I look spiffing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little bit of context uh, here? So, that, so, so, yes, that is a long, long, that's, that's actually last century. <laughs> and um, and um, I was a Baptist church planter, and in those days, the, the 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 kind of the general, even though this was planting a church at a beach community, uh, we we were expected to wear a, a, a suit, either a two or three piece suit. And um, so I can remember being there and watching watching the people that were joining the church, tradies walking in, you know, wearing wearing beer um, singlets, and it's like. And I'm the dork up here with a suit on. Um, but what a suit. But what a suit. <laughs> so what's your answer? Would you? I would. Uh, I, I never want to do okay. that ever again. <laughs> ever in my life. I, uh, I asked your lovely wife, Victoria. Actually, I asked you. I asked you this week for a photo to, to put know, on and say, hey. I made a big you know, mistake. And, and, and Lloyd entrusted this to his lovely wife, Victoria, to send a photo that we could put on social oh. media. She sent this one first. <laughs> <laughs> to which um, a little bit of her um, uh, rascal tra side. I'm traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to give us a quick, uh, a quick picture of, of life for you, Lloyd? So, um, married to Victoria, do you want to carry on with the yep. story there? Yep, we've been married for uh, 43 years. Um, we've got three, obviously, grown-up children. Um, and uh, so our eldest daughter is, is Jess, married to Tom, uh, and they live at Piha. And they have uh, three children, uh, uh, 10, 7, and 4. Currently, currently running through that. Two oldest are boys, the youngest is a girl. Uh, we have a middle daughter, Anna, um, who is about to, we've got a little meal for her tonight. Uh, she's about to go to Armenia, uh, Beirut, Hebron, and other ridiculous places. Um, <laughs> that just thrills us to pieces. Um, 
but so that's our middle daughter yeah. and then our, our youngest um, our youngest is Jonathan who I think lots of you know Jonathan is is my pastor these days um, he's a hard taskmaster <laughs> uh, he's, he controls my life he tells me what I'm allowed to wear and, <laughs> um, so Johnny I'll is I'll see them at soup picture <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. but he's married to Sarah and they have two children and um they, uh, Francis is five and Therese is two. Beautiful. And you live out? We live in uh, Waitakere. We live on a little um, little acre of land, um, which is just delightful on the way out to, yeah, just off Bethel's Road. Nice. So It's so good to have you with us today. Thank I love it. It's, it's beautiful being here. I've, 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 I've loved Dan since I first saw him. I, as soon as I met him, I'm like, he's trouble. And then we told him, when he said he wanted my job, I'm like, you're not only trouble, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've, um, oh my gosh, it, it's such a delight, and it's lovely to, lovely to catch up with some very long-term friends as well. So it's beautiful to be here. Thanks, for, thanks for letting me come. That's yeah, great. To and we, you. I just want to say, you know, we're just so proud of you as a church. You know, we we love what you're doing. We love who you are. We love what you're becoming. So oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. We're delightful. really excited. So the the reason we got you here, what's on the ticket is we're talking about fucker papa. And as a result of that, we're trying to talk about these key people and places in the, the matrix of our story. Yep. You know, so this, this becomes this kind of world mm -hmm. that can help to give us cues for today and help us to live into those things well. So rather than being um, historically arrogant, as we talked about in week one, we're mm. trying to become historically humble. We're trying mm. to take the stuff that's been before us, even if we don't know it, we're trying to learn about it, we're trying to pull it forward and we're trying to experience that today and live in that today, not copy it, not, not, not to copy it, but mm. to, to try and find a way of rhyming with it and live with it in our presence. So what, what I wanted to talk about today with you, because you're the, you're the best person to talk to about this, because you're around since the very start, is for a lot of people in this community today, the fact that we're called Central Vineyard will be a bit of a question mark. Like, mm. I don't actually know what that is. What, what does it mean to be a vineyard church? So I thought, let's get Lloyd in and let's talk to him about this vineyard piece. So, so where does that come from? Where, does, where did that start? What does that mean? Let's explore that a little bit today. Mm -hmm. And to do that, let's talk about the story. Let's talk about a couple of the key people, a couple of key players and what they did. And then maybe let's lastly talk about um, what is it that makes us something distinct? So not mm. that we're the best or not that we're elite, but that there's a distinctive here. There's something that's unique to us that God has put into us. What is that? Does it sound like a good sort of map? It sounds map? good, yeah. Well, let's yeah. start at the start. What, what's the start? Where, where did this all begin? And, and take, take us there. Like, what, for those of us who have no idea about that story, mm -hmm. how does the story of the Vineyard Church start? All right. Um, well, fortunately, fortunately, there was a movie earlier this year um, called Jesus Revolution, sure. which, t which actually tells a little bit of that. Um, not, not that everyone here will have gone to it, but, um, but it, it fills a little bit of the detail in from some of the things that happened that kind of created this, this um, movement. Um, but, the, but so it's the 70s, it, comes, it started in California and it started in the 70s, both of which so are 1970s. big, 1970s, right. which are really big warning lights. Yes. You know, it's like, could anything good come from California? Could anything good come out of the 70s? Uh, and apparently, yes. And, um, but it was interesting, the 70s were, the 1970s were really interesting because I, I think a lot of things were stirring um, in the Christian world, particularly in the Western, uh, the Western part of the Christian church. Sure. And um, so in, um, 
a lot of people will have heard, well, maybe, maybe not, lots of people have heard, uh, just that's possibly because I'm old. Um, but, <laughs> but, but there was a thing called the Jesus, um, the Jesus movement that was happening amongst hippies who'd, who'd kind of gone down every track and, uh, and found them, that they were all dead ends. And then finally, in, this, in, the, uh, in the middle, early and middle of the 70s, just, there was just this beautiful um, movement of people having tried everything and not fitting in anywhere, coming and finding Jesus. Yeah. And, um, and one of the, going back to that movie, you know, one of the key characters there was a guy called Chuck Smith. And um, he was, so, so the, I guess the, the whakapapa of our movement kind of comes from two strands. The, the first one is the church that um, Chuck Smith was part of, mm. which, was a, which was a Calvary chapel. But it was part of, it was part of a, a bigger movement called the Four Square um, Church. The grocery place. The grocery place, exactly. Right. It, it's, it's fascinating. It never really took off in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> but but it's, been a, it's been an amazingly, amazingly fruitful movement. Right. And um, Hope Chapels and, and uh, there's a, gosh, I can't think of all the different sort of styles of churches that came out of that Four Square Gospel mm-hmm. uh, church. And uh, its, it's um, founder was a fascinating person too, Amy Semple McPherson, who was, who was almost one of our very first kind of um, televangelists, although there wasn't, I don't think there was television back then. I think it, I think it started when, when I was Don't look born. at me, no, I have no, no idea. <laughs> so, so we have this, so, so there was this, this side of uh, um, a, a bunch of young people just coming to, to uh, find Jesus. And um, there's uh, a whole, the, the whole kind of renewal of different kinds of music came out of that. Um, a group called Love Song, um, was was they played some of the songs in that movie? It was it was just it was it was a, a moment. So I, w- I was up. I, I'd come up here. I, I grew up in Hawkes Bay. I came up to uh, Auckland University in the early seventies um, to study engineering, which I uh, never quite finished because I spent too much time at Piha. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> But in the midst of it, um, there was this, uh, there was these kind of rumblings of, of this young people finding Jesus, young people finding something that was that was different. So, so on one side of our of our family line, I guess, was this was this bunch of young people finding Jesus, uh, having an encounter with God, and and another person that, that you meet in that movie is a guy called Lonnie Frisbee, mm. who frankly has the coolest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If, Lonnie's kind of good and Frisbee's kind of good. Um, and um, I had the privilege of, of meeting and, and talking with Lonnie Frisbee, but at, at the very end of his life. So he was in a, he was in a very dark place. And, um, and, um, but he was, he was kind of the instrumental guy in that movie, just inviting the Holy Spirit to come. And um, so, so you, you kind of have this one, this one strand mm-hmm. of, um, of a kind of a, a Pentecostal uh, uh, strand, and then on the other side, the other I guess a couple of other key characters that are part of our story are John, John and Carol Wimber, mm. and um, so John John Wimber was a musician, played with the Righteous Brothers, um, and um, the Righteous Brothers are the um, if you've seen Top Gun, that's the song on Top Gun, right? That's the one that they do. That's the Righteous Brothers. Un- unchanged Mel- unchanged melody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yep. <laughs> so big, big hits. Yeah, this yeah, is no yeah. small fry stuff. This is this is big, you know, big music industry it's, it's, stuff. It's yeah. beautiful, yeah. Yeah. 
So he, he ends up, um, again, meeting Jesus. Um, I, I can't tell his story, but, but just the highlights. He, he, he becomes a Christian, um, a, a, a friend called Gunner, Gunner Payne. I think that name beats Lonnie Frisbee. It possibly does, doesn't it? Gunner Payne. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think he's Scandinavian. Um, but, he, but he does a Bible study. John goes to it, find, you know, is, is convinced and, and starts going along to a Quaker church. And um, the Quaker church, and, and Quaker church in New Zealand is quite different, I, I guess, in its style it, than it was in the States. It's, it's quite an evangelical type church in the States. And so John and Carol end up at this church and, and uh, another couple that have been really uh, really, um, really instrumental, I guess, in the development of the, of the vineyard churches around the world is a, is a couple called Bob and Penny Fulton. Mm. Uh, and so, so we had the Fultons here about yes three four years ago yeah. just before COVID. That's so some of you all remember that Bob and Penny were here. Yeah. So Penny's Penny is uh, Carol's younger sister. Carol. Carol Wimber's younger sister. So, so they, they start going along to this Quaker church, the, the Society of Friends, Friends Church, Your Belinda. And, um, and to kind of bring, bring a couple of stories quickly together, they, they kind of got to the point where they just would, were, like, I, I think like many of us at some at points in our lives, we kind of realize I'm just going through the motions of this thing. Sure. And so they kind of felt like they were just, they were, um, and I think their words were, we're just dried up Pharisees. We're, we're just going through the motions, but our hearts aren't in this anymore. Um, they they'd had an encounter with Christ, but, but it had kind of gone cold in them. And um, in the meantime, another, another person, and I promise that I think this will be the last name that I'll drop cool. into this conversation. We'll hold it all together in a moment. Yep. Great. So Ken and Joni Eric's, uh, uh, Ken and, and Joni Gullickson uh, were Calvary Chapel Pastors, uh, part of the, part of that whole again, the Chuck Smith's uh, Calvary Chapel movement, part of the Foursquare, and uh, they 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 were blessed by Chuck Smith to go and kind of do an experimental church in um, in West LA, and uh, and they they found that God said to call it uh, the Vineyard for a variety of reasons, and um, and it, and again it became a really fruitful church. It it, it reached a lot of musicians, so. Uh, Bob Dylan in his in his Christian years um, was or his Christian era uh, was was part of that church. Um, lots of people here probably never heard of him. Apparently, he was quite good um, and quite influential. And um, but uh, T Bone Burnett, who's uh, amazing musician, amazing producer, uh, Keith Green, who was kind of a person who deeply shaped my life as a brand new Christian, um, with his with his radical following of Jesus and kind of giving it all away to to, to follow Christ. Um, so they they started this church called the Vineyard. So that wow. that grew to I think I think about seven churches. And uh, in the meantime, the 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 Wimber family and the and the uh, Fulton family and a bunch of other people had had ended up leaving the uh, leaving the Friends Church because they got they'd got uh, they'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in tongues and that wasn't really a, a good thing to do at that time in that movement. I don't know if it's still the same, probably not. Um, but it was kind of like mm, we don't want that here, and um, so they they left, started a prayer meeting, and um, they just gathered at. Um, uh, Carl Tuttle's sister's place, and they just worshipped and prayed, mm. prayed for each other, and and just humbled their hearts. And so, and, and so, in one sense, I think our movement has grown out of this thing of prayer, prayer and worship. It, it, it's been it's been saying, God help us. You know, we we 
we're done. You know, yeah. we've, we've run out of we've run out of our own ability to do this thing. We desperately need you to come. Wow! And out of that out of that little movement, um, they it, it just grew and it grew and it became it became a church. And eventually, that little church became uh, Calvary Chapel, Yorba Linda. And again, because of the activity of the Holy Spirit and, and this whole thing of, of praying for healing and um, uh, speaking in tongues, they were, they were encouraged to leave Calvary Chapel. And at that point, Ken Gullickson said to John Wimber, why don't you, just, why don't you join us? Why don't you become a vineyard? So, so we have two, so, so there's almost two strands of, yeah. of this, this, there's two strands, there's Quaker and, and Calvary Chapel, or this, or this Pentecostal strand, and then there's these two, these two families, Ken and Joni and, and, John, and John and Carol, who, who come together, and I, I know that you want to interrupt me, but one last thing, otherwise it. I'll forget it, because, because that happens quite a lot these days. Um, <laughs> But it's really interesting, you know, when Bob Fulton, when they came here to release the vineyard here, or to bless what was happening here, one of the things that Bob Fulton said to us, he said, well, you know, Ken, Ken gave us the game, oh, sorry, Ken gave us the name, and John gave us the game. Okay. And, it's, and it's this kind of sense that, that at that point, Ken recognised that John was, John was clearly going to be the leader of this movement if it was going to grow. And... Um, and and so so we adopted we, we were adopted into this to this uh, group of churches called the Vineyard. So you're fast forwarding there to our story. Yes. So just back up slightly. Yep. So there's this group of people in California doing what you've just talked about. This mm -hmm. kind of this very sort of lots of threads coming together. It's it's not a very clear articulate pl plan by the sounds of it. Yes. Like it's kind of make it up as it's going along mm -hmm. and following the sense of the spirit and all those kinds of things. At some point, it becomes a little bit more organised, I guess. Like, what does that look like? So, John is the leader of it at this point, and mm -hmm. it starts to become churches across America. Yeah, and spends what a decade doing that, or something like that, or yeah. are we in the eighties now, or still in the seventies? No, we're, we're late. We're late seventies, I think. I think it was seventy-seven when when that that little prayer group that kind of grew uh, and became a church. I think that's when it became. Uh, I think that's when it became a vineyard. Okay. Um, 1980 was a really significant moment. Okay. Um, that was the Lonnie Frisbee moment? That was the Lonnie that's Frisbee Mother's moment. That's Mother's Day, yep. 1980. Yep. So that's when Lonnie Frisbee came. That thread kind of gets thrust in there, yep. I guess. Come Holy Spirit. It's a mess. Whammo. Yep. Um, and then this whole sort of moment erupts of like, I guess like the Spirit of God is, is alive in this, yeah. this people in a very tangible and expressive way mm. and from what I've read uh, that's where evangelism really starts to take off yes. that it's like it doesn't it's not serving itself it's like evangelism starts to go crazy mm -hmm. and and young people are just coming to, to meet the Lord week after week after week you know they're baptizing I think something like 800 or something 700 yeah. 800 young people that yeah. first year of yeah, yeah. 1980 to 1981 like this is just stunning stuff mm. not that they're making it up themselves mm. which brings me to my next little piece um I recently heard Nikki Gumbel from Alpha. Some of us all know the Alpha course. Nikki Gumbel started Alpha. He's the pioneer of Alpha. And he said, I'm greatly indebted to the vineyard and to John Wimber because before I encountered that in, in the vineyard, coming, uh, you know, John Wimber coming to England and all those sorts of things, he said, I, I'm, a, I'm more of an intellectual person and, and if I was making the Alpha course my way, it would have been an apologetic series. Mm. So it would have been a, a way to try and get your mind engaged with faith. He said, but my life was radically changed when John Wimber came to England, did all these renewal meetings in, in, the, in the English context, and 
turn Nicky Gumbel's life inside out with that same moment, the Holy yeah. Spirit moment. And then Nicky Gumbel says, I'm deeply indebted to John Wimber in the vineyard because if it had been up to me, it would have been an apologetic series. But what we realized at that moment was it must become an encounter series. Mm. So it must lead to people meeting God, like not just arguing with them, but something of a tangible moment. Mm. Um, which just brings me to like, just can we dig a little bit deeper into the John Wimber thing? Because a lot of people might not know who we're talking about. But like, what do you think as someone who met him and did life with him? What do you think... What are you grateful? I guess maybe the Nicky Gumbel question. What are you most grateful to him for? Like, what did he carry and what did he do? And when we think about the whakapapa of this community and go, it's tied to that. Mm. Most of us don't know who he is or have never been around. But what is it about that man in history and in the church that you're most grateful for? Lord? Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I met him met him at a distance, first of all, because he came, he came to Auckland in 86. Okay. So I'd, I'd heard little, I'd heard little things about this this thing happening in the states. I'd gone up to, I'd gone up to Pasadena, mm -hmm. um, in 1980 to to a how to plant a church seminar, right? And um, and that and, and there was these little whisperings of this this vineyard thing happening down the road. Well, you know, in the next in the next uh, in the next county, right. and um, and hearing about signs and wonders happening, you know, people getting healed. Um, and, and it's not just a gifted person, but it's, but it's a whole lot of people doing this thing. Mm. Um, and so when he came here, he, he did a conference at what's now, I think, I think it's Victory Christian Centre by the, by the city end of the motorway. Gotcha. Um, and, um, and it was just this incredible thing. You know, it was probably one of the most... Uh, Broadest representation of the church in New Zealand. People, so people came from all sorts of denominations because there'd been there'd been these kind of we, we, people were hearing something interesting is happening in the US, and Wimber's coming here and he's gonna and he's gonna demonstrate it, and um, so so my first encounter with John was I, I think I was I was amazed at that meeting um, with a number of things, but but in terms of with John the person, I, I loved it. He. I'd never, I'd never heard that much about the kingdom of God up to that point in time. So, so his teaching on the kingdom of God was phenomenal. I, I'd only ever heard the kingdom of God from Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on your door and realizing I'm not in 144,000. Bummer, you know, um, but, you know, which was which was always bad news. Um, but, but the, this thing of the kingdom of God was was like it was for me it was revolutionary theology, sure. because up to that point in time the only people that ever seemed to pray for people and people who got healed were evangelists who wore white suits and shouted a lot. You know, it, it was like, a, and I know I'm, I'm kind of badly characterizing people here, but but it, it felt like you, you had to be this kind of odd person to see any power happen, to, to see, you know, to see anybody healed, to see any prophetic thing happen. You had to be this incredibly, strangely gifted person, and God would move through that. But ordinary people, you know, sure. you, you just come along and fill the seats. And um, and, and what, so, so one of the first things was was this this framework of looking at so why why do some things you know why do good things happen to bad people why do bad things happen to good people you know why why when we pray sometimes it seems like our prayers get answered and sometimes they don't seem to get answered mm. 
And, and the kingdom of God theology that he began to teach was just incredible. So, so n number one, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm forever grateful for his, his framework of the, of the kingdom of God, which is based, you know, back in George Eldon Ladd's writings and, and mm. Oscar Coleman's writings. But, but, but it was just, it was, it was like a framework to understand reality. He was quite a practitioner, wasn't he? He took, he took what was a theological frame mm. and he actually applied it into... Here's how it works in real life. Yes. Here's how it works when you pray for someone and it doesn't work. Yes. The kingdom has come yes. in Jesus, but it hasn't fully come. Yes. It's okay. It's not your fault. Yeah. The kingdom hasn't Don't fully come. Don't try harder. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. so it became a practical, it wasn't just a theological concept. It became actually all of reality could start to be shaped by this. Mm. Thanks to, I think, what Wimber did, bringing yeah. it into the church like that. It was, it was, it really was revolutionary. Right. And, and then possibly the second, well, I mean, again, one of the things that, that John went on, you know, we, we became friends, you know, eventually, but just out of that friendship, you know, one of the things that John would often say would be, if it's not biblical, we're not going to do it. Sure. You know, whereas, whereas a lot of times it's, the temptation is we go with pragmatism. It's like, well, it seems to work. It's slightly dodgy, but, but it seems to get results, so we'll do it. John was, John was, was so hard line about if it's, not, if it's not in the book, we're not going to do it. Wow. Even, even if it puts us out of step with everybody else. And so I, I loved his, his commitment to, to, the, to the Bible, to Scripture. If it's not there, we're not going to go for it. Right. Um, which, which helps, you know, because there's, there's so many things that buffet us. Sure. That kind of go, this seems to be the, the, you know, this seems really popular. It's like, well, popularity is not the way. Wow. The, the Bible is the way. Wow. I loved his, his ability to repent, you know, and it seems, it seems, a, it seems a funny thing to say, but, you know, it, uh, you know John, John would often kind of go, I got it wrong. I just want to publicly say, I've got this wrong. Wow. And, and I just want to apologize for that. And this is this is why this is why this is why I thought that this is you know this is why we need to do this instead. Mm. I loved his ability to publicly repent, and it's and it's a oh my gosh, you know the, I, I think repentance is a sweet thing. You know, it's it's never fun at the time, but it's but it keeps us healthy. Wow. It keeps us it keeps us clean. You know, and, and his ability to repent was beautiful. Wow. Um, again, you know, John. John loved worship. I mean, he, he was a musician, and, and um, it's it's funny, but, you know. Part of it is part of it is probably a little bit of nostalgia. Part of it is probably because you hear you hear a piece of music, and it takes you back to the moment when you first heard that and what was happening in your life. But I often go, I'll often play some of those really early uh, vineyard recordings, and and you'll hear John playing the Fender Rhodes, and, and, you know, and you and you'll and you kind of go those. That's not that's not C F and G. That's uh, that's uh, C F suspended second slash seventh something. Because <laughs> he was a jazz musician, you know. Sure. I, I mean, he, he just his music was beautiful. And 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 again, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm sort of jumping sideways in the story. It's but, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> but but one one of the things about worship that John was John was you know adamant about was he said it, it's it needs to be it needs to be intimate you know mm -hmm. and again i think one of the things that even at that first conference you know there was there was almost there was almost a wee revolt that took place in the first session because they played all the they they would only play the vineyard songs 
And, and the crowd at one point, I think about the third song, said, play something we know. <laughs> and he's Imagine like, if you guys did that. Imagine if, that's what, imagine if Rob was leading yeah. today and someone said that by the third song. <laughs> the song sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. You're all way too nice to do that, I know. But, yeah, it was... It was it, all of a sudden, and again, it was like there was, you know, we had we had beautiful music in the seventies, but and in the eighties, but but a lot of it was singing about God, and 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 I think the thing that John and the Vineyard bore was this was this thing of singing that worship is to sing to God. Yes, you know, it's it's, it's us directing ourselves to Him to to yes. to to, um, to touch the Father's heart. Yes. You know, rather than to kind of remind ourselves of who we are. Yeah, worship became like ministry. Yeah, it, it became face to face, not just uh, you know, we're singing some words into the into yeah. the clouds here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that was that was beautiful, and it was and it, and it was a style. I mean, one of the things that I noticed as soon as I walked into that conference was the speaker stack. It's like, oh my gosh, this is not going to be usual um, church music. This is it could be good, <laughs> and they had they had. I, there were two drummers, and I'm like, "This is going to be really good." And they had electric. You got a pigeon? That's awesome. Yeah, that, um, that happens around. Yeah, yeah. Consider the birds. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Guys, you're amazing. <laughs> so, so there's a lot going on in there. Like, there's a lot happening, and that's yeah. you know, for those of us, you know, this is uh, forty odd years down the line now. Yeah. We probably don't even realise that that's part of our story. Like things happening on the national side of things. Yeah. Things that every pastor in the country is wanting to get to because something's going on. Yes. Um, like, that's amazing. That's incredible stuff. Not yeah. that it all stays rosy like that, mm, but that's, mm. that's a pretty special thing in my heart to go, God has been at work. This is not just a great whiteboarding session here. God has been at work orchestrating these pieces, which, which just brings me to like a last, last personal question and then we'll just talk about the last, a last thing of just a few things that you think are distinctive to our story. Um, Last question to you is just, so, so for you, Lloyd, um, I've watched you since I was 14 play your part in that story. Uh, you've been a national director. You've helped us to plant churches. You've uh, stepped into the, the, the story that Wimber and all those other people had started around the world and what God was doing and writing. You've played your part. Um, you're finished now. You've, mm. you've retired. Uh, David McGregor is now our national director. And as you finished, what was in your heart to say, man, if there's anything this movement must keep doing, you know, a bit like you mm. just identified some things that Wimber was, you know, for you, what would be a couple of the things, mm. just quickly, like, what do you think, if you came to Central Vineyard in five or six years later, what would still be so important that we keep trying to, posturing ourselves towards doing with God? What's important to you? Um, yeah, I th there's there's probably a handful of things, but but I, I think I think one of the one of the motivations even for starting churches was I I remember I remember praying this prayer um, pretty early on and and um, before we'd even planted a church and just asking God and saying God if if, if I ever get to you know uh, lead a church or, or or be part of the leadership of a church. I I want church to be a place where it's not weird for my friends to come. So so part of part of my motivation for planning churches was I, I want I want to, I would love to see churches where I'm not embarrassed to bring my friends, and 
and I and I think that's been one of the one of the kind of the the things that um, has been a driving force in the, in in the movement in our in our nation is just, is just trying to remove as many of the odd cultural barriers. There's always going to be a faith barrier. Mm. Um, you know, the, the belief is an odd is an odd thing in, in lots of ways. But 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 to remove the cultural barriers, so so that we wouldn't get stuck wearing a really dorky suit at a beach community. Um, <laughs> Unless it's a wedding, it kind of it kind of works. But 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 yeah, I think it was that kind of sense of how do how do we how do we be as close to the culture without becoming the culture? How do we how do we do church in such a way that that Jesus loves coming and being in the centre of it, and that my friends could come and find him? That, that that's been the heart of what we're trying to do, and that and that's what you are doing beautifully. You know, and, and I, I want to honour you for that because it, it's a really beautiful thing. I think a couple of things that have been really important to us, um, you know, early on before, before we started the Vineyard Churches in New Zealand, one of the, you know, I, I, I was about ready to, to resign ministry and, and, and go, you know, shock horror, go back teaching. And, um, and I, 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 I was just worn out with church life. And part of it was just there were so many things about doing church that that just kept you busy, and and my kind of feeling was how could we do church in such a simple way? Sure. And um, and and one of the key scriptures he gave us was Exodus thirty three fourteen. My, when Moses Moses is about to lead the people into the promised land, and he says, you know, I don't want to go unless you come with us. Yeah. And in that verse, the the Lord speaks back to Moses and says, My presence will go with you, and I'll give you rest. Yeah. And I, and I think those two things have, been re have really shaped us as a movement. One is that we are people of the presence. You know, if, if, if the Holy Spirit doesn't like turning up, we are doing something wrong. Mm. You know, it, we are, we're offending him in some way. We're, we're missing it in some way. So, so I would say presence is really important. The presence of God, you would mentioned the word encounter, that, that, that people could encounter God. Mm. Um, so I, I think presence is really important. And, and not not intentionally another word that starts with P, but I think I think participation has been is is an absolute hallmark of what we do. I, you know, if, if someone asks me what the what what a vineyard church is, I will often kind of talk about the presence. You know, the presence of God is there, but I'll also talk about this thing of participation that everybody ha has a part to play. It's not a right. it's not a couple of gifted people being involved and everyone else is the audience. Everybody participates. Everybody brings something. Mm -hmm. so, so for me, you know, I, I think, you know, as, as we've, Vicky and I have tapped out, you know, we kind of feel like, you know, we would love this movement just to keep leaning in to, to looking for the presence of God, looking for what's the, what's the Father blessing? How do we do more of that? What are the people that he's touching? Let's reach more people like that. Mm. Um, you know, so it's, so it's, you know, we've, we've, we've not been great strategists. We've, we've, tended to, we've tended to follow the joy. You know, if it's, if it's ugly, we don't want to go there. Unless, unless he makes it really clear that we're meant to push through this tough time, uh, but mostly it's it's like where's he at work? How you know we can't make anything happen. So yeah. so let's look for what he's doing, yeah. and and just get involved in that. So yeah, I, I think I think those things you know and just and just realizing that starting churches, I, I you know I think I, I think we are a church planting movement, but it's but, but that changes from generation to generation. But I think we're still. 
we're still a people who look to create communities of faith, hope, and love wherever we go. Mm. And, and my hope is that we fill this nation, we fill our city with communities of faith, hope, and love. I heard you say that when I was about 19, and then I, 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 uh, I went and did it. So, I um, awesome. yeah. <laughs> But I think you're right, and I think there's a compelling part of your story that sits in there that's really a gift to us and mm. to so many churches around this country that are vineyard churches gathering because that, that was the call. Um, so my last question really quickly, it's, we've, already, we've already answered what I was going to ask anyway, which is some distinctive things you've been naming. But I guess my, my last question would just be um, around, like, when we start to talk about church, it can feel a bit tribal. Mm. Like we're talking like we're better than them. And we're trying to talk about this in a way that says, no, no, we're not trying to be better. We're just trying to say these are some distinctives here. These are important. Mm. Um, And I heard a a, a theologian just say it recently. He said, you know, the vineyard was given a distinctive charism Mm. by by, by God. God gave some, some gifts to this group of people, just like he's given gifts to other groups of people at times throughout history. Um... I think you've named some of them already, but is there just anything bubbling away that you're like, God has given us this and we must, it's a tonga, we must look after it, it's a treasure. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd add to that pile? Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think worship, you know, the, you know, that worship is always for him. You know, that, that everything we do is, is centered around worship. When we gather, you know, it's an act of worship. You know, the, the, the whole thing we do when we come here is, is worship. But, but that that we would keep our, our worship um, sweet and simple and accessible, you know, that, that we're, always, we're always reminding one another that, that, that it's all about Jesus, that, that he's, you know, he's, he's the one who saved us, you know, that, that we never lose that incredible gratitude that, that we get to do this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing that we get together like this. And, yeah. And, and maybe the maybe the second thing would be, you know, that we never that, that we'll never stop praying for the sick. We'll, that we'll never stop praying for one another. I, I, I think I think it's one of our gifts. Right. You know, I, th- I think the theology is really important. I, th- I think I think sometimes we f- we forget how important the now and the not yet, the you know the the kingdom of God theology. It shapes it shapes why we do worship the way we do. I remember leading worship one time in a in a sorry this Go promise sh- short Go story. Um, I led worship at this church one time, and. And um, you know, quite a different kind of church. But he wanted me to. I got invited to go and lead worship. And, he, and at the end of it, he says, oh, I, "I see, I see, I see what you guys are on about." He says, "You worship till God comes." He said, "You know, we we worship till the devil leaves." I'm like, "Oh, I like ours a lot, <laughs> lot better." <laughs> but it, sure. but there's this sense of you know that it's that we're we're inviting the the Holy Spirit. Yes. To come, I, I think yes. that's, and and in saying that, I, I think one of our distinctives, and, and and sometimes we just kind of think, you know, there's been there's been moments when I've thought, uh, everyone's doing this now, so you know, we don't need to bang on about this, but this whole thing of 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 everyone being able to pray for everybody, you know, that that we can all, from from the newest Christian to the most long-standing mature Christian, from, from the Christian who's, you know, who feels messed up to the Christian who feels they've got it all together. It, it, and if you'll identify yourselves, we'll pray for your pride. No, um, <laughs> um, um, but, but it, everybody, everybody can pray for people and things will happen. Yes. That, that it's not actually, that it's not, 
it's not about me. It's about it's about the one that we invite to come, and and the 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 burden that that lifts off. That I, you know, John John Wimber had this saying. He says, "I'm I'm tired of hearing about the great men of God. I I want to hear about the great God of men." And and I think that's that's at the heart of of, of what we do as well. Wow. That that we just want Jesus to be, we want Him to be lifted up. Wow. So when we so every time we gather, there's the, you know I'd hate for us to lose this thing of you know. And Dan's already done it this morning. Where he, you know if you if you came with a need, if you if you came, you know feeling like you'd love someone to pray with you, that we do that because it doesn't happen. And on that, just to tell a little bit more of the story of that, and this is where we'll land, like. That's not my idea. So that's actually come out of this community because some people spotted that. Mm. So several weeks ago, some people came to me and said, we've got to make some more space to pray for people. Beautiful. And that's what we've done. We've gone, right, we're going to use that moment. Do it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so there it is again. It's that everyone gets to play nature of what we're trying to do here. If we spot something that God might be on, let's, let's bring it to the mm. table. Let's figure out if it's that. a thing to do and say yes to or say no to. But, but we've, we bring it to the table regardless. And, and so that invitation sort of sits within this bigger whakapapa of, mm. well, everyone gets to play. That's actually part of this family. Yes. It's been part of this family for a long time, is that we believe everyone can be used by God to, to pray yeah. for people and to see what God's doing. And so why don't we stop there and why don't we end with, with let's all stand, let's all itu. And, and Lloyd, as the, as the elder of this journey in this, uh, in this moment, you know, we're, we're not very good at these things sometimes um, in the vineyard. I think we kind of... Um, uh, fumble our way through honor but we do want to say thank you we're so grateful so, so many people here are just trusting me in this moment because they have no idea about these things but but we do want to say we're so grateful for the life that you and Victoria have led all those decades all that you pioneered all that you led all that you shaped all the hits you would have taken I'm sure and all the successes you would have had we're so deeply grateful because we stand here today because of you and some people will just be seeing you for the first time but let me say that this is true today we are here because of people like Lloyd and Victoria doing what they did in this nation so Central Vineyard could you trust me on that and could you say thank you that would be so so important to me this morning can we say thank you yeah